In the beginning, there was darkness. Then, there was Paul Brown. Paul Brown transformed the game. Hello, Paul Brown here. Welcome to the first ever International Browns Podcast. Good morning, Cleveland. It's a wonderful Monday. And no, I haven't won the lottery. But yes, Jack Duffin is back on the show. Back to back. This hasn't happened since 1981. How are you, mate? Guess who's back? Back again. Jack is back. Tell her friend. Yeah, I'm good, buddy. How are you? You've been sacked, yeah? You've lost your job and you're back on the podcast. Uh, we can't tell them all the secrets about how we make the magic happen. So uh, we'll leave it as a great mystery. Excellent. Well, we're going to talk about the uh, inside uh, O-line today. But a little, bit of, a little bit of gossip, a little bit of... I saw Baker Mayfield on Twitter at a fairground ride. I think it's called Cedar Point. I don't know if I've said that correct. But um, yeah, he looks like he's having a good time. Good, good. So, always worth having a bit of fun. Cool, cool, cool. And I've caught up on building the Browns. And there's one scene in it I love with all the O linemen, all the um, yeah, all the O line all together playing some sort of air hockey, but bowls type thing. I don't know. It's like a slider, and you slide it across. It's that shuffleboard. Could be. I'm not really up to my board games, but yeah, it's really nice. They're all uniting really well and welcoming Drew to the uh, team. So that was quite cool. Maybe when uh, Game of Thrones finishes, I might actually watch Building the Browns all back to back. Just go for all of them. Hang on a minute. We've got Game of Thrones tonight as well. Haven't we? Last night as well, haven't we? Oh, he's giving away the secrets. Um, okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll have got up at 5.30 this morning. Oh, actually five this morning to uh, watch it before I go to work. So, um, hey, it's all good fun. All right, cool. Let's do inside O-line before I make any more mistakes. So we'll start with centers, and I'll just run through the four centers listed on the Browns website as centers. You've got obviously JC Tretter, you've got Kyle Callis, Trevon Tate, and Willie Wright. So they are the four centers. It's pretty easy to see JC Tretter is the starter. And if I'm going to be bold, I don't think any of the other three make the roster. Oh, mate, this is a bit controversial as well. Is Kyle Callis still with the Browns. I thought he got cut. Uh, it was Kyle Friend, I believe, that got cut, but it wouldn't surprise me if more than one got cut. So um, you never know. But uh, I believe, if I am right, that it was just Kyle Friend got cut. But I could be wrong. Okay. All right, excellent. And um, yeah, looking at that, one thing that I saw an article on was is is there a chance that Tretter gets traded or cut? So, yeah, Brent Sapleski did a... Um, it was actually a really interesting article. It was the... For every single team, he listed the best player that could potentially get cut. So, he wasn't saying these players should get cut. He was talking about who could be a surprise because you get surprise cut by five, six teams every year at camp when they cut to 53. And he said Tretter could be the one. I don't think that's going to happen. 
Um, I do think he might be in his final year of his deal and we might not see him back long term. But um, I don't think he's getting cut. Can you remember the top of your head what Trey is on, roughly salary? Um, I believe it's 6.75 million. Um, it's the final year of a three-year deal this year. What do you reckon it would cost roughly to bring him back a bit of a cut? Or? Um, probably eight, nine million a year. Um, three-year deal. Um, maybe, maybe as high as 10. Could it, yeah, it could be 30 million over three years. Um, it, might, it might happen. It might get done. But if they believe in Campen and think he can find lots of these talented players that can fill a void, then that might be the case. Um, it might just be seeing how this year goes and if some of these youngsters develop, then um, we'll move on from him. But I, I would have no issue seeing him back. I think he's been a fantastic player since he's been here. Yeah, as, as you know, if you listen to the podcast, when I saw him in Cleveland, I thought he was an absolute warrior. I put money on it that he wouldn't come back next week and he, he was back. And it seems like the story of the whole season, he was just an absolute warrior, animal, fighting through pain for the Browns. So yeah, got a lot of respect for the guy. Jack, quite interestingly, we didn't take a centre in the draft, knowing that Trent Tretter was potentially coming up to his last year. Yeah, it's interesting to note that the draft didn't really tip their hand to anyone they're really replacing, other than potentially movement at linebacker is now not as... Um, is Joe Schobert and Kirksey now on the bubble after this season? Um, it, in terms of the O-line... I think they've kept a lot strong with it. I think they're just going to give Camp and time to sort of review them. And then we might see some moves. Um, and there's probably the option there. I don't know what a franchise tag, I don't know, because I believe franchise tags done by O-line and not by position. So that's going to be expensive. Um, you could probably get a one, two year deal done with Tretter um, if they needed to. But who knows? They're, they've got a lot of picks next year. You can get sort of centres and different positions deeper in the draft. Yeah. And um, as we discussed before, you think Kush would be the backup centre? Yeah. If I had to predict, I'd be looking at Kush as the backup centre and then Witzeman as the back, um, as the next one in the middle. And Kush, whatever, if any of Betonio, Corbett and Tretter went down, I think Kush would be the guy that would step up. Would it be Corbett sliding over to the middle and playing center or Kush coming straight in at center. I'm not entirely sure. That is going to be an interesting one to see. Um, and then also the question revolves around Forbes as well, because if Forbes doesn't make it at left tackle and moves inside, then is that potentially uh, Witzeman's role gone? And is he out the building? Mm. Yeah, really interesting. Yeah. And uh, what about the guards and the... Um... Yeah, so the four guards we've got signed up according to Brown's website is Betonio, Corbett, Cush, and Witzeman. Um, I think Betonio is obviously number one. I think Corbett's solidly number two. Um, there is obviously the chance that Cush or Witzeman could beat him out, but I'm pretty confident that Corbett's going to get that starting job. And then Cush and Witzeman, I only say Cush because last year Cush was ranked PFF's 52nd guard whereas Witzman was ranked their 65th. And just in terms of where they played, um, Witzman played a lot more right guard, whereas you saw Kush play a lot more games at left guard. So I think that just goes into 
um, his favour. But um, no, it, it could easily go either way. And I think Forbes will be an interesting one because I think he stays on the roster no matter what. Um, so if, if they don't like him at left tackle and want to move him in as sort of the fifth choice on the interior O-line, then Witzman's probably gone. Yeah, interestingly, um, Witzman uh, started seven games last year with yeah. the Bears. Yeah, they're actually both at the Bears last year, which is quite unusual. And... Um, he actually got knocked out by Cameron Irving when he was at the uh, Chiefs. So uh, that was in 2016. So I wonder if Dorsey was there then and Weissman was released by the Chiefs after uh, they signed uh, Irving from uh, the Browns. Could easily be the case. Um, I, I think I'm still, I still feel pretty good with the interior O-line. Um, I think the talent's strong. I, I put it as one of the top three in the NFL last year and it performed at that level. It's not going to be as good because Corbett is just not going to play to the same level as Zeitler did. And there's not, no issue with that. That's not a problem. Um, he's, Corbett, I think, is going to be fine. Um, he's not going to be playing at a Pro Bowl level, but that doesn't really matter. Zeitler was an all-pro style guard. Um but no, there's a lot more depth there interior this year. Um, I feel a lot more confident with sort of Kush, potentially with Forbes, that there's people that can come in and do a job if anyone goes down. Oh, excellent. So should we try and put pen and paper together and do the uh, five? Do you think it'd be five inside online? Yeah. Uh, so I, I'd always say it's eight or nine. Um, Dorsey has seen some sort of recent years going favouring more eight rather than the nine, but I'm, I still think we're going to see the nine this year just because they need to find some long-term solutions and with people like Forbes and a couple of youngsters floating around, if they're good enough to make the roster, you just take them and you you try and work them into something in the future. So in terms of the starting three, left guard, Betonio, center, JC Tretter, right guard, Corbett, and then I'm going to go with sort of fourth interior O-line. Kush will come in. And then Witzeman, I think Forbes, will hold on to that sort of third or fourth tackle position. So won't be in the interior O-line rotation. Yeah, it's quite interesting when you say it like this now that um, when you look at the five names, you would expect Kush and Witzeman to be there as like the, the real backups. Um, the ones who've got NFL experience. And then, yeah, Forbes will make it number six. And then I guess that kind of answers our question about the um, tackles that probably only be four, if that, three. Well, it's you get your five starters and then either teams will keep an extra tackle guard and centre or they'll keep two tackles a guard and a centre. Um I prefer to have more um, because I think it's just such a valuable position on the O-line. You're going to get injuries. And if you can't replace those players once they go down, then your whole season starts falling apart because your quarterback starts getting smashed left, right and centre. You, you, you then go from sort of one O-line injury to a quarterback injury and your season's over. So for me, if you've got more depth, just keep adding it. There is no issue with having too many good offensive linemen. Yeah. Pending injuries, you've got Joel, Corbett, Tretter, Cush, 
uh, uh, Whitman, Whitman, Robinson, Hubbard, Lamb. There's your eight. Forbes is your nine. And then if there's an injury, Brian, Finna, Gola, Ofa could make it or be practice squad. Yeah, I, I, if they think he's really good and he's got the potential, they'll sneak him onto the squad. If they don't, then yeah, they might drop him onto the practice squad. Um, if they don't really think he's going to make it, but not willing to hold open a roster spot for him. But um, they could easily get rid of one of them bigger names. If if they really like um, Brian F, then um, I think he could easily um, get that spot because in all honesty, as long as you're happy with Kush jumping in and playing any snap, if it's going, then you can move Petonio back out to left tackle if you needed to, if there was an injury. So it, it gives you some movement around. If worst comes to worst, middle of the game, you're panicking, Joel Petonio can play left tackle. Yeah. All right, excellent. Jack, I think that's a great uh, overview. This week, Wednesday night, we get 500 to 1,000 listeners to each show. This is your opportunity to come on the show. Wednesday, 6 o'clock, Cleveland time. It's an open session. All you have to do is DM me for the codes, the links, and we'll get you on the show. Uh, there are always some interesting ones, the old uh, Paul's Super Show. So jump on, guys. Have some fun. Come with your questions and uh, just enjoy it. They're, they're always really good fun. Excellent. All right, Jack. Thanks a lot for your time. No worries. Have a good day, Paul. Take care, buddy.